hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Posey over Zoom video. Posey was born and raised just outside of Toronto, and she talks about how she got into music, started writing songs in high school, uh, continued that into college. She talked about getting an opportunity to perform on the show The Launch, which was a reality music competition show, which was created by Scott Bruschetta, who discovered Taylor Swift and is the executive and founder of Big Machine. She ended up winning her episode of the show and then released the song Soldier of Love, which was a song that was given to her on the show. She talked about getting signed to Big Machine by pretty much presenting Scott Bruschetta with a like plan. Okay, I'm going to do this. I've done this. This is my target demo. She made a whole like presentation presented it to them and she was one of I think two people from the show that got signed to Big Machine. I thought they signed everybody. Nope, only two and she was one of the two. We talk about putting out her first EP and then having the pandemic kind of hit months after she put out the record. She also talks to us about her new record, which she's putting out herself. She was able to get some grant funding through Canada because Canada is amazing when it comes to grants and uh, supporting the arts. You can apply for for money to help you record records and, and put out your art. So she was able to do this with this new album. We talk about the first single called Still Breathing and a lot about the song Steel Heart, which is a song she wrote for the Canada Games, which is like Canada's version of the Olympics. She gets to sing it at the opening ceremony in August and at the closing ceremony, the song's going to be played during all the medal ceremonies. It's being used right now to kind of uh, promote the games. So it's huge, huge for Posey. And she talks about how she was able to get that opportunity as well. You can watch the interview with Posey on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Posey. Hi. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. I like your shirt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music. And uh, we'll talk about the new music coming out and uh, how you got to where you are now. Super cool. Very, very cool. Um, so first off, I did read you're born and raised. You're from Canada, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So talk to me, what part of Canada? And then I saw you learn music at a very early age as well. Yeah. Um, so I grew up about an hour outside of Toronto. Okay. Um, and I've lived in Toronto for the past like five years. So um, I really love the city. There's like a great music scene here. Um, I live in the West End, like near a really nice park. So there's lots of good naturey stuff. Um, and yeah, I started piano when I was four. Um, it was kind of like one of those things where like your parents are just trying on different extracurriculars to see uh, which sure. one you like. Mm -hmm. um, and I just really loved it. And then I started singing and, and my parents were like, oh, maybe she should take a couple lessons. And um, I learned like 
from a woman who taught like very like classical singers. So I did a lot of like musical theater and like opera, but then also discovered like classic rock music, like Led Zeppelin and wanted to sing that (laughs) instead. (laughs) Um, But I think it, it gave me like a really good foundation for like understanding how to sing. Um, you know, if you can sing opera, you can sing anything. <laughs> right, right. I mean, wow. Especially in piano that early too. I mean, to learn both of those instruments, kind of like to have the base of mm-hmm. music. I mean, right, right away at that early on. That's incredible. Yeah. It's who I always was, I guess. Yeah. Are your parents <laughs> musicians at all? Or are they just um, no, not okay. at all. No one in my family um, does like any of the arts. So I'm like the odd one out. Like my dad is a police officer and my mom's a real estate agent. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, obviously you, you were into it, into playing and singing. like Quite a bit. Were, were you a performer? Always a performer? Like, did you want to be the lead in the musical or whatever oh. you're doing or in the theater or whatever? <laughs> For sure. Like I was, so I'm the oldest. Um on my dad's side and so every year for christmas i would like get all the younger cousins together and be like okay this year we're doing a play and like and then i would like direct everyone obviously give myself the best part and Mm -hmm. like so i just i was always that person like i i think i grew up like pretty shy like interpersonally with other people like i didn't really like to talk to anyone but i also was like put me on the biggest stage ever, please. That doesn't scare me at all. Oh, um, so you're very comfortable <laughs> being on stage and performing yeah. in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And what about a band or anything like that? Did you play in band in school or did you play piano in school band? Um, yeah, I played, I played a lot of piano in school, like whenever we would have like assemblies and stuff. And then like, um, I had a couple bands in high school. I had a band with a bunch of girls I was friends with and we just exclusively covered the Pixies. Um, oh, that's that cool. <laughs> was pretty weird. Um, and yeah. And then it just kind of progressed. Like when I got to university, then I started like playing my own music and then I played with like a lot of bands for real and like did the whole playing in the bars and all of that stuff. Okay. So that was later then. So you, but to be the, were you like just the best piano player at the school? Obviously they were like, okay, we want her to, we're going to get Sarah to play piano on like during this, this, this uh, assembly or this or that, or the other thing is that you were just the go-to or did you want to be that person? Um, I think not so much with piano, but with singing for sure. Like anytime there was anything, I was like, I want to be the one to sing it. And I like, like I sang at our graduation. I like, like I sang everything. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. What'd you sing at the graduation? Um, I sang for good from wicked. Oh, (laughs) okay. Nice. (laughs) From high school graduation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you said you were in a Pixies cover band in, in high school as well. Yes. And then were you writing your own music at that time or that didn't start until you went to university? Um, I don't know if it started and was very good, but it was definitely happening. Um, but I started writing music when I was like nine or ten. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was it was like so like angsty and about so much pain that I had like never experienced. But <laughs> I think that's what everyone kind of does right, of and gravitates towards. But um, yeah, when I was in high school, I like used to get in trouble a lot because I would like just write music like in class, like write like lyrics and stuff. Mm, okay. um, and then, yeah, by the time I was in university, I was like writing like quite a lot. Okay. When you were in high school, did you show the songs to anyone or were you putting them together as songs or is it just lyrics? 
Um, sometimes I would show them to people. Like I, I used to have like a gig where I played at like, so you're based in America, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like playing at like a Barnes and Noble kind of situation. Oh, uh, like, um, like a little bookstore. Book yeah. And like every Friday I played at this bookstore and it was like a thing. And like they, I had like a little like self-recorded CD that like they oh. sold there and like, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So that was all original material. It was, it was. Okay. How old were you when you were doing this? I'm sorry. Uh, 15. Okay. Well, tell me about this tape of these songs. <laughs> like, like well, when, did you, when did you put that together? Like, it doesn't did, exist on the internet anymore, thankfully. Um, uh, hold it down. I'm sure I you have a copy. You have I, to have a copy. My parents for sure have a copy. Um, it was called The Bridge is Breaking. And I think oh. there were there were eight songs on it um and you self-titled know, I, or what, what, uh or, yeah. or, i mean did you just go by your name or? i just went by my actual name okay. yeah this was this was all pre posy okay. um and it was a little different and like i don't know i listened to it like a couple years ago because my mom had it in a car and i was like you know what this is actually pretty <laughs> she's good she's still playing in the car yeah <laughs> yeah i was like yeah this is pretty good for 15 like it's not bad um so yeah, it was it was definitely the beginnings of like, oh, I just want to do this. And I remember I used to think all the time, like, oh, I don't know if I could ever be a musician like professionally, because like, what if I what if I just run out of stuff to write about? And then I can never come up with like an idea again. Uh -huh. And what if nothing interesting ever happens to me to write about? And <laughs> then a bunch of stuff did. So it's all okay. good. <laughs> so did you put that record together yourself or was that something you like, went to a studio and um, I went to a studio in the town where I grew up and recorded it. What was that like? Uh, really cool. Really cool. I think I like didn't, I was like, whoa, I can't believe there's like people that are like helping me record this. This is so weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sometimes I still feel like that in my adult life. So I guess I was just really grateful. And then the, the bookstore ended up selling the CD. So you obviously were showing people your songs enough to like, and they were good enough to wear this the store would give you what a weekly time slot and then sell the record. Yeah. Yeah. So were your kids from your school show up and, and watch you play or was it kind of a, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a thing. <laughs> That's really cool. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you did that and then you go and this is around the same time. You also had the Pixies cover band. So you're doing two, yeah. two things. Okay. <laughs> two so projects you, on the go. <laughs> yeah, but you were writing it. So, and then when you went to university, did you go to, to do to pursue music um you know i probably should have um but i grew up in like it was like kind of a small town and like everyone was like quite conservative and like mm -hmm. traditional and so i just was like oh i can't go to study music because that's not like a real thing like i can't it's not a real that. job <laughs> not a real job um but yeah so i originally went for sciences okay i was like that's what you do when you're a smart person and then um and then i hated it and then I ended up getting a degree in like creative writing. So kind oh, of, kind of yes. adjacent. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, sometimes I wish I had gone for music because I would have loved to like learn how to do all the like technical stuff, like Pro Tools and like mm. all that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it, you know, it just gave me like a different background. Like I think it made me a better lyricist to like study literature and stuff. Yeah, right, right. I mean, you can <laughs> learn all those other things via yeah, YouTube or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to creative writing, it's cool that you were able to get a degree in that. And then obviously I'm sure you had a lot of help or, you know, 
it's you can't just watch a YouTube video like how do you do creative writing? Like, and, <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> somebody <laughs> teach me depth. to have yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so when do you you're on you went on the show the launch? Is that what I read? Okay, so I have uh, chatted with. Uh, Elijah and Jamie, who are on the show as well, cool. they might have been on the same. They were, yeah. Season as you, and they are great. Um, but I've I've heard their story of the show. I didn't know anything about it before chatting with them. This was like about a year more ago. So I'm curious to hear how you got on the show, and then you ended up winning your episode. Is it? It goes by episode, right? It goes that... by episode. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about how did you find out about the show? How did you get on the show? And what was that like? Um, it was super random. So it was like right as I was graduating for university um, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, what am I going to do now? And I got this random Facebook message from this woman who was like, hey, I saw your cover of a London grammar song because I was like kind of posting YouTube videos sometimes. Um, and she was like, and I work for XYZ company and like we want to make a show with Scott Borchetta and we want you to be on it. Wow. And I was like this is spam for sure. Right. Like, that was my first response. I was like, this can't be real. This is so stupid. Um, and then I like, like click this link to sign yeah, up. Yeah, like, right. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, so then I like looked the woman up on LinkedIn and like she really did work for Universal and like it seemed kind of legit. So then I like had a call with her and she told me about the show and I don't think they had even like chosen a name yet or anything. Okay. Um, and she was like, we'd really like you to be on it. Like, can you submit a tape? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if like I'd like want to be on a TV show. I'd like, I don't know. Um, and then like, I kind of forgot about it, honestly. And then mm-hmm. the day that the audition tapes were due, they like messaged me and were like, hey, we didn't see your submission. Can you like send us something? And I was like, oh, what the heck? So I was like in my pajamas and recorded a video on my phone of me playing zombie by the cranberries cranberries wow um (laughs) yeah in my pajamas and then also like another original song i had written at the time and then like a couple days later they like called me and they were like you're in like we want you to come to toronto and like film this show um and then i like got on a train because at the time i wasn't living in toronto yet and um i got on a train i got there and they like drove me to this hotel and i like literally didn't know anything about what was happening i didn't know like the structure of the show or the format or anything and you just knew that you're gonna be on this on a show i was gonna be on a show fergie was probably gonna be there and scott borchetta and universal were involved and i was like okay sure let's give it a whirl (laughs) that's all i knew okay um yeah and then it it was like pretty crazy like i think i've always loved music and i've always been like really confident in music but up until that point i didn't really have any experience with the industry itself like i didn't really like i didn't know how you like got an agent or like approached a label or mm-hmm. you know ran a marketing campaign like i didn't have any experience with any of that i was just kind of like i love playing shows and i want to do that um So I think that was like my biggest takeaway from being on the show was like getting to meet all these like super high up people in music and kind of like, it was like, I went from like zero to a hundred in the like business terms of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and that was really cool. And uh, yeah, we, I was only there for like three days, I think filming it. So it was also like really fast. And then I went back to my like regular life for a bit until the show aired and it was weird. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. So the way it worked though, was you went on the show 
and you it was you against somebody else right yeah did yeah, you do yeah. like a cover or did you have to do an original song how how what was the structure of the show because by winning you got to deal with 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 uh, big machine right is yeah. that what kind of happened with it okay mm-hmm. so um i sang creep by radiohead as my cover okay. um which was great and then um i also played like an original song and then they asked me to play like, like a florence and machine song they pr- they pretty much were just like and now show us this and now show us this but oh. none, of, none of that stuff like made it in because like time constraints of um and what? then okay um and then uh i they chose like a top two so it was like me and this other guy and Uh then they show us this song that they've already written that they want someone to record and then they were like you have to make your own version of this and so i literally listened to the song like once i think and then they were like okay time to record it um and i was like what is even happening right now and so I, I took mine into like an Evanescence kind of place and, uh-huh. and he, he took his to like a Sam Smith kind of place. Um, and yeah, then the next day we had to like perform them for like a live studio audience. And I was like, I learned this song yesterday. Oh <laughs> um, my gosh. Yeah. So it was like quite a whirlwind. Um, well, how many was, of you were in the first part of the episode? Like before uh, it became the five, I think. Okay. So it went from five and they, what, voted was it like a voting thing? Like, okay, we're going to choose you two. Or was it, do you yeah, just walk th- back in? They're like, okay, the two, you're going to advance. Yeah. I, it was like the, the judge's choice or whatever. Okay. Um, and yeah, then, uh, then they just called us back in and they were like, time to record. <laughs> we were oh like, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was super crazy. It was super fun. And that was actually the first time. So like when I started playing music, because I had always had the piano, I was very much like the kind of person who was like, I could never like be a front person. Like I mm-hmm. need to be like back here, like playing the keys for everything. Mm-hmm. And then the night before the performance, they were like, you have to do it without the piano. And oh, I was wow. like, I don't know if like national television is like the right time to try that. But um, <laughs> we did. Well, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And like, honestly, I'm like really glad that that happened because it was so fun. It was mm-hmm. like so fun. Um, and, you know, I still really like sitting at the piano and playing for shows sometimes. But like, I definitely prefer to like be like jumping all over the place. Okay. So it was cool that I like got to have that experience and like learn this whole other part of like performing. Sure. And then so you win and then what you sign a deal with with Big Machine at the end of the episode or something or at the end of it? Um, it was like six months later, actually, because they didn't oh. sign. They didn't sign everyone who won. So oh, they didn't because they did sign them. They did sign Elijah yeah. and Jamie. OK, that was the only reason why I just assumed everyone got signed yeah. winning. <laughs> OK, yeah, no, I made like I made like a 30 page like marketing proposal of like why they should sign me. And then I like, really? sent it to Scott Borchetta and was like, here you go. Um, and, wow. Yeah, Tell me about that. It was <laughs> so how did it end? It was just like you won and congratulations. You got to record Soldier of Love or something like that. Yeah. And then they were like, we'll be in touch. And then there was like an options period where like we couldn't um, approach any other labels right. um, or anything. And, and we had to wait for them. Um, but yeah. And then I was like, I'm like quite an You're impatient just being person. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I need this now. Um, so okay. yeah. Then uh, 
I was like, so you, you, you put together like a, tell me about this thing you put together to send over there. Cause that's interesting. Um, yeah. It was just like, a, it was just like a deck, I guess. And it was like what I thought about my brand, like what kind of like imagery I wanted to use in the project, like what kind of fonts I wanted to use, like a breakdown of like all of my like demographics and stuff. And wow. So you went yeah. like full marketing campaign on this. Oh yeah. I was like, I need to show Well, cause like they had signed Taylor Swift at the time. Like she was still with them. And like, I knew that she, Oh, he like, like yeah, she, she's the reason why she exists. I mean, for the most part. Exactly. So I yeah. was like, they obviously are into that kind of energy. So I wanted to show them like, oh, yeah, I, I, I can do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so brilliant. Obviously yeah. you attracted the attention of they, they were like, okay, cool. Let's do this. And then they signed yeah. you. Mm -hmm. And what was that like? Uh, super crazy, super crazy. It was crazy because like, you know, since I was nine, I had like done projects at school of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. And like, you know, it was like a moment where I was like, holy shit, I like, I did it. I like got the record deal. It happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it was super cool. I got to go to Nashville a bunch of times. I like wrote um, a couple songs with like Liz Rose who like wrote all the early Taylor Swift stuff. And like, mm -hmm. that was like super incredible. And she was really nice. And yeah, it was really cool. Did you put out, is that when you put out Glassbox Confessional? Was that from? Yeah, like, that was with them. That? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you put that record out and did they put you on the road or like what, like to support the album? Like how did the, everything change once you um, put the album out? Yeah, I, I did like a little bit of touring when the album came out. And then like a couple months later, it was the pandemic pretty much. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then it all got screwed up. So then um, how, what happens then? Then it's like, okay, I have this record. We didn't have much time to support it. And now there's a pandemic. Like, how, where, how, what do you pick up? Like, what do you, what do you have to do? Um, yeah, I mean, I was like still writing a lot. I did the whole like Zoom session thing, um, which, you know, is not really the same. Um, right. And I was just like trying to stay busy and everything. And then, you know, we kind of both came to a decision that like, it just like wasn't the right fit anymore because like they didn't really have a lot of other people on their roster that were like me. And I, mm -hmm. and I think we just like, we couldn't help each other get to the same place that we needed to go. Sure. Um, so yeah. And then I kind of like took a second to like reframe how I wanted like the project to go forward and started putting out some stuff by myself. And then um, I got a grant. Canada has like really good grant system oh, for, yeah. for music. So, so I, cool. I got a really nice grant to record the album that I just recorded. Um, and yeah, now it's starting to come out. So wow. Cool. <laughs> okay. So the pandemic hits, you guys part ways, and then you're able to, you, you have to apply obviously to get this grant, which I know is like not the easiest thing ever to, for them to actually give it to you. But the mm -hmm. fact that they do that, like I know New Zealand does it as well. Canada and New Zealand are only two I can think of mm -hmm. uh, that will actually support the arts like that, which is so cool. And yeah. do you have to present to them? I mean, you have to, you have to give them a track record, obviously like, okay, I've done this and this and this, yeah. but it's like, do you have to say, and here's, I have a record. Like, did you have the song yeah. ready or like, you like, kind of have to have it all like, this out. is exactly what I'm going to do, whether or not you give me this grant or not. Got kind it. of. So you have to be like, I'm going to use this producer. I'm going to go and record it here. I'm going to make this music video. Here's the treatment. I'm going to use this marketing oh, firm. Wow. I'm going to, Yeah. So it was like a lot of like administrative work, um, but I'm a pretty organized gal. So it was okay. But <laughs> that's cool. Okay. Yeah. And did you have the record all done at that point? No, 
No. Oh. Um, you I just had the idea of, of the record being done. I had the idea. <laughs> I had the idea of it being done. I had like references for what I wanted it to sound like. And like, um, I had like songs that I had submitted, but I don't think hardly any of them actually ended up on the final record because I ended up writing other stuff and that was fine. And they were cool with it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so do you start working on what the, the pitch after the pandemic? And then when do you start working on the actual record? Like once uh, you... Did you have to, did you hear back from them first? And you're like, okay, this is a green light. Let's, let's put the record together. Or you were just working on it. I no kind of just like started doing it because I was like, well, I'll figure this out if I don't get the grant. And I'm pretty sure that I will. So it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was kind of my approach. Um, and yeah. And then I put out a song diamonds. Um, mm-hmm. And then from that, I got contacted by, um, a manager of this amazing producer named Steven Lipson, um, who's based in the UK, who did like all of Annie Lennox's stuff. Mm-hmm. And he had heard Diamonds like in some like industry, like um, uh, email blast or something like that. And he was like, you have to work with Steven. He really wants to work with you. Like, let's set up a call. Um, and then I got to like make this record, um, with him, like via zoom, which was like so crazy. Um, and he's like super talented and like such a lovely person. Um, so that was really cool. How is it working over zoom? I mean, aside from it being awkward just cause it's over <laughs> zoom, but like, do you have to like, is it hard to kind of be, you know, vulnerable with this person that you've probably never met and you got to be like, okay, so we're going to write a song today about my, you know, my feelings, you know, it's yeah. like, it's such a different vibe obviously yeah and i think also like you know there's something about like when you're making a record and you're in the studio and it's all happening very organically and then someone's like what if we side chain this what if we try recording this piece like you know what i mean and i think like that element was kind of gone because like it's not like we would just be on zoom the whole day together um, right so. just like the the like sporadic ideas yeah, and stuff like, like that don't weren't happening yeah like it was a lot more like okay uh, here's like this demo that i've made and this is where i want it to go and can you do x y and z thing and Got then it. he would do it and then he would call me back and show it to me and then we'd go through it and i'd be like can we move this here can we move that here so it was like it was very different and it 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 was like really cool and i'm really grateful for it but like it felt at times like everyone was like oh you're recording your record right now and i was like it doesn't like super feel like i'm making a record right now because it's Mm -hmm. like very like um distanced and like far away um so i'm excited you know we've talked about a lot and like at some point we're gonna do something in person now that like you can travel the world again um but yeah it was it was really awesome to work with him and he had like so much good advice and he's such a talented person so when it came to recording your parts, uh, how, how was that done? Did you record it at your house and just send it over? Or like, did you have an engineer or studio you were working out of and then sending it their way? Or I had um, my friend who I like wrote most of the record with, Dejan. He um, is an engineer here in Toronto and a producer. And so he recorded the vocals and stuff in his studio. Um, and then we would like send them over um, to Steven. So because I was like, I do not trust myself to do this myself. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, so so that was really cool. And it also just made me be like, wow, technology is so awesome that like none of us even have to be together to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was definitely an experience. And I feel very like, you know, someday in like 20 years, I can be like, I made a pandemic record. 
you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, well, how much different was it doing this record? Not only obviously this way via zoom, but like when it came to your ideas and putting stuff down versus the record that you did with big machine, where you're writing with that writer that had, you know, written a bunch for Taylor Swift. Did you feel like you had more, uh, of a say in this in this situation or like when you were writing with the other person was it like we should just kind of go with what they think because they've had success I want I mean that did you approach this any differently when it came to that um I think yeah completely differently like and to the point where like you know there were often times where I was like oh but like am I allowed to do this and then I was like wait I'm the boss I'm allowed to do anything <laughs> um so yeah I think it was like a completely different process in a lot of ways and like which also is a little bit scarier because like then like if it's not good and people don't like it it's like well I chose all of these things myself this time and like oh, this is sure. this, this wasn't like oh Sarah we need this to be top 40 and we need it to have this formula and whatever whatever this is like I decided this is what I wanted the music to sound like um, mm -hmm. so I think it's just a lot more vulnerable to be like this is what I'm actually like with no filters. You know? right 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 because yeah in the other situation you can be like well they told me to do that or they, yeah. yeah they wanted it that way yeah um so putting out this this music was that uh you know kind of a terrifying thing in the beginning was like okay i'm gonna put you've put what three two or th at least two songs right if not three or it's still uh, still heart yeah it's still heart on the new record or only still breathing um no only still breathing still oh, okay is the theme song for the canada games Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Tell, okay, so tell yeah. me about that real quick, and then I'll jump back into Still Breathing. <laughs> yeah, um, so about two years ago, um, I performed for my parents' neighbors, um, who were like, their kids were fans of mine. And I had gone home for the weekend, and my mom was like, can you play them a couple songs? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I like play these two little girls a couple of songs. And then their dad comes, and their dad was like on the planning committee for the Canada games, which is like our precursor to the Olympics kind right. of thing. Wow. And, and then I guess he went back to work on Monday and was like, look, there's this girl, she's kind of local. And like, I think she should sing the theme song. Um, so then they like commissioned me to like write the theme and like record it. And the games are in August now. Um, so it'll play like at the opening and closing ceremonies and like every time someone gets a medal and like wow. super crazy. Oh, so yeah. it hasn't even happened yet. It, it hasn't even this, happened yet. You have the song out, but it's yeah. not. Yeah, oh, they wanted wow. it to be out so that it could be used in like their promotional campaigns and stuff like that leading up mm -hmm. to it. But the actual games um, happen in August. So that's so exciting. That goes. Yeah. Do you get to come out and play it? I do. I play at the opening and closing ceremonies. Whoa, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, it was super different because like um I'm the least athletic person you'll ever meet. And <laughs> they were like, write something to inspire sports. And I was like, okay, let's do some homework here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you do that? Just watched a lot of ESPN or like I mean ah! Honestly, I just tried to think of the most inspirational songs I could think of okay. and then made a playlist of all of them. Like, you know, Firework by Katy Perry and like okay. all those kind of and like a lot of Sia. Oh, uh, sure. You know, and so I was like, OK, how do I like capture the spirit of this? And then wrote it based off of like, you know, being an athlete is 
like kind of an impossible dream in the same way that like wanting to become a musician is like an impossible dream. Mm -hmm. And so I just like took the sports out of it and like wrote from that perspective. And wow. then it was a lot easier. Did you have to sh submit uh, different ver like, did you submit this, this version that you have now and, and they're like, this is it, we're going to go with it. Or did they yep. send notes back? Oh, wow. So there's mm -hmm. no back and forth. Just here's the song. There was like, love it pre-production there was like other like i think i submitted three songs and then they they chose one um and then we kind of went back and forth like on what they liked about it and then once it was recorded they were like i love this this is so great and then That's i got so to make awesome. a music video and all the people in the music video are um athletes in the games which is really cool wow i did not know that i figured yeah. that i just had to be on the record That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wow. And then you get yeah. to come out and sing it. That's going to be huge. I'm sure it's this has got to be one of the biggest things ever for Canada as far as like people oh, yeah. watching. Well, they had a they had a like 200 day kickoff concert like a couple weeks ago to be like the games are happening in 200 days. Um, <laughs> oh, sort of wow. thing. Sort of really thing. hyping it up. Is They're, it every year? It's not. It's oh. every couple years. I'm not sure how okay. many years, but yeah. So they had a, they had a big show and it was at an arena. And so I got to play and I got to play my first like arena show. So that was like very cool for me. Wow. Did you get to headline it? Cause you were the, the voice of the game. No, I didn't get to headline it, but I still got to play and it was super But No, awesome. but I was just wondering if, did you get to come out and play the song where they yes. like, and here's your yes. song. Did they announce that this was going to be the song for the games? They did. Whoa. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. That's cool. so cool. Now you get to hear your song on all the medals and then obviously sing it twice during the, I mean, the first mm -hmm. the day of and the closing. Like, that's so awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, now on to Still Breathing. Um, <laughs> so that's the officially the first one that you've released yeah. from the record. Yes. Okay. So tell me about that song. Why'd you choose that to go first? Um, honestly, it was it was a lot more of like a personal reason why I chose it to go first. Like it wasn't in the running at all to be the first single. Mm -hmm. um, it was more like, I felt like it had to come first because I wrote it. I mean, the song is about like overcoming like a lot of like bad shit. Right. And so mm -hmm. like I wrote it because I had been in this relationship with someone who was like formally like um, in my band and they were really awful to me and like really had like put me down a lot and like it just was like a really toxic bad situation and you know i think when you go through stuff like that you kind of wrestle with the idea of like i can't believe i like let this person take so much time from my life i can't believe i like wasted all this time like being really mean to myself because of this other person and like, how do you like reconcile that and mm -hmm. like be okay with the fact that it happened? And like, I wrote Still Breathing the day after I like found out all of this, you know, really upsetting stuff about this person. And um, I just kind of came to the conclusion that like, it doesn't really matter because like, at the end of the day, like this person didn't break me and like, I'm still doing music and like, mm -hmm. I'm still here. And like, I still get to write the next part of the story. You know, and like, that's the most powerful thing that mm -hmm. you can do. Um, and so I felt like to have that be like the first thing that comes out was kind of something that like I needed to do for me because, um, yeah, it was just kind of like, no one, no one is going to ruin this for me. It's going to be awesome. And like, mm -hmm. I'm really proud of myself for doing it. Very cool. And yeah. you can be like, 
And you're going to have to see me on the opening and closing of the Canadian, or the Canadian <laughs> games, hear my song if at any time that somebody wins. Like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so that was the reason why going with that one first. And does that uh, kind of set the tone for the album at all? Or uh... I think so. I think, um, you know, a lot of people have said to me that, like, they feel like the chorus is, like, really unexpected. Like, mm-hmm. it just kind of comes in and is, like, super strong and, like, you don't think it's going to happen that way. And I think that's a good introduction to the record because like the whole thing is quite, is filled with like quite unexpected courses. And like, um, I think I was a lot more like experimental musically on this record than I've been before because I was kind of like, well, why not? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was just so bored of like the copy paste, like, and the verse and the course and this, and like, where you don't even have to have new production for the second verse because it's just the exact same thing. And I just like really didn't want this record to be that. And I wanted it to be like kind of eclectic like me. So. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, Aside from playing at the, the Canada games, are you touring the record when it comes out or just releasing it now and um, yeah, so there are singles coming out almost every month until August, which mm-hmm. is when the record will drop because it, it'll come out like around the Canada game since there'll be so much stuff happening then anyway. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah. And um, that, so through the summer, there's going to be some touring. Um, I'm going to play Reaperbahn in Germany in September. Wow. Like, yeah, I'm playing in New York um, next month. Um, so. I'm really stoked. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for for doing this. I really appreciate your time today. And so stoked for you for for that Canada Games thing. And obviously in the new record. uh, Very, very awesome. Thanks. I do have one more quick question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Oh, man. Okay. Um, My advice would be. Okay, I have to, can I have two pieces? You can Is that say okay? whatever you want, yeah. Okay, okay, my <laughs> first piece would be, um, if there is anything that you like more than being an artist, then I don't think you're ready to do it yet. Because I think like, it's really hard to be an artist and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of rejection and you have to be super sure of yourself. Um, and... I think if if you ever have moments where you're like, maybe I should just be this instead, like that's going to ruin it for you. Um, So I think it has to be the thing where you're like, I need to do this. Like this is like a part of who I am, you know? So if you're having those feelings that it's something that you need to do as much as you need to like go outside in the sun and like eat food, then like you're definitely in the right place. And then to that point, if you are in the right place and this is what you really want to pursue with your life, then just remember that no one is ever going to care about your work more than you do. And you always have to be the person to have like the idea of what you want your career to be. And no one gets to write that for you. And you, you get to be the boss. Bring it back, baby.